You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Welcome to Voice Junkie Podcast. I'm your host, Charles West. This week, we got a special guest. I told you I was going to have some special guests. Every now and then, I told you, be be on the lookout. So, yeah, I got a special guest. Uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Special guest? Yeah, man, you know, thank you, Charles, for inviting me on. This is Dominaire, you know, native of uh, Hartford, grand old uh, CT. Just trying to make a name out here, you know. You know and, it. Uh, the way I know uh, my man Charles over here is... Uh, we blood. I mean, I mean, you can't get no realer than that. I mean, that's that's just that's just uh, keep it one hundred and segue into the into the election season. I mean, let's jump right into it, man. I mean, we on this is we're recording this on Friday, Friday the fourth. Yes, sir. Election day is a few days away, less than four days actually. Because technically, November fourth has historically been election day, but you know the way it fell this year. And you know what? I, I thought that. You know what? I was thinking, yo, that's crazy because I was thinking about that. I was like, I was like the eighth. I, I don't know why my my brain just couldn't like comprehend it at the time, and I was saying, I guess that's right. And I was thinking about that, like, damn, you know what? You're right, though. First of all, I mean, I, I know I'm riffing here, but I, I think the election day should be a, a, a national holiday. It shouldn't be a day where we have to go to work. That should be a day where we all have off so we all can do our part as American citizens and vote. And that would be too that would be too easy, you know why? Because <laughs> people will get more conscious and be more woke. Why give you a day off so you can learn what we're really doing to you and taking advantage of you and where we're leading this country. We want to keep you guys working, money hungry, so we can just get these presidents in here and we can keep pushing our agenda. Oh, That's my God. Exactly I mean, why, what am I talking about here, right? I mean, come on. Nothing's wrong with this, this current system. How 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 dare I even, even give the impression that is something wrong with this system, right? Come on. But anyway, let's jump into the uh, the, the uh, polls and, and and see what uh, the election is right now, where it stands at the moment. Um, I did some little research, folks, and the Clinton Trump, uh, you know, war soon coming to end. You, as we all know, the eighth is election day. But um, we're here in Connecticut, so we got to do Connecticut poll first. Uh, the last poll that I pulled up is from Quinn and Piac. Very, very, very credible polling uh, college, electoral electoral college. Very, you know, nationwide. Very credible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their last poll was done a month ago to the to this date uh, that I have, and Clinton only had a seven point lead in our state from this poll. So, obviously, um, things have tightened up much more. I suspect that she's still pretty much keeping a three to four point lead, if I was to guess, because of, uh, you know, the momentum that Trump's been getting in these last couple of days, thanks to <clears throat> the FBI director. Um, uh, oh, we'll get into, I'll get into him. I'll get into him. <laughs> Don't, I'm going to jump into that, into, into that bombshell he did, uh, that disrespectful, blasphemous 
uh, mm-hmm. crap that he did. Uh, now, I want to jump into the battleground states. Now, these are more up-to-date. Now, you got, you know, the battleground states are very important. For those of you out there who are listening, the battles, battleground states are very important when it comes to electoral college. They're basically the swing states that decide who, are, you know, who becomes the next president. So yeah. if you're talking about Florida, you're talking about Ohio, you're talking about Pennsylvania, you're talking about Colorado, these are important swing states. And, um, you know, lately, those states like Virginia and, and, and North Carolina also you can throw in there. They're becoming more up for uh, grabs as those states become a little bit more progressive. Um, but those first four that I name is pretty much like, you know, the four horsemen when it comes to uh, the Electoral College. Now, these are up-to-date polls. Florida, Clinton, 47. Trump, 46. Mm. That's pretty much a statistical tie. Mm. Ohio, Clinton, 43. Trump, 46. If it was to end today, Trump would win Ohio. Listen, LeBron might influence that. (laughs) If we say Trump, then we fucked. (laughs) Mm. You may need LeBron on this one. Uh, Hillary may need LeBron on this one. Uh, Pennsylvania. Now, she's had a comfortable lead in Pennsylvania for relatively the whole uh, general election. However, New Pulse has her at 46.7%. So that's pretty much, uh, you round that off, that's 47%. Mm-hmm. And Trump's at 44. He's closing the gap. He's, he's closing the gap. She had almost a double-digit lead not too long ago, maybe a week ago. Colorado, where she was very comfortably ahead. She had a, a well over a double-digit lead there if you was to look at the polls a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. She's at 42.8%, 43%. Mm-hmm. Trump, 40. Mm-hmm. So she's even closing, he's even closing a gap in Colorado where they legalize weed. That's what I'm saying. And I was going to segue off of that because what she should have did is she should have been getting, she'd been getting behind, behind rappers, but she should have been getting behind rappers like Snoop Dogg, Game, people that are having companies now in the marijuana industry. You need to use that as leverage because you will capture that whole state. But listen, Domineer, she, she doesn't believe that, though. She doesn't believe in her core that marijuana should be legal. Well, she doesn't believe it. Just lie. Well, yeah, and she's very good at that, but mm-hmm. she 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 doesn't believe it in her core that marijuana is legal. You could have had those guys, you could have paraded those guys out there, Snoop Dogg, uh, all these guys who are advocates of that, and, and, and it could have definitely helped you in Colorado. But see, she never thought that Colorado would close like this. So, in, in Pennsylvania, and, and, and okay, and we're gonna go to the national poll, the total poll uh, for the whole country. And this is uh, according to uh, Nate Silver's uh, 538 blog, which shout is like, Nate yeah, shout out to Nate Silver. I mean, he's probably like the most accurate pollster in the country. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's got her at 45%. And he's got Trump at 42.3%. You on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Now, mm-hmm. now this brings us to this come to Jesus moment, because we're there. We're at a come to Jesus moment in this country right now. You got a guy who is Hitler 2.0, who has an outside, it's not even really an outside shot anymore. 
It's a legitimate chance to become the next president, the most powerful man in the country. The man that said that, you know, you, you, you go up to the chicks and you grab them by the pussy. That guy. <laughs> that guy. We putting a straight rapist in office. A straight rapist. By the way, his, his former wife in the court documents in their divorce said that he raped her. So, Trump, right? yes. And the media doesn't cover that at all. But of course not. Of course not. I mean, that's yeah. journalism. The media syndicate uh, big wings. You Wait. Pay them off and tell them exactly what to say or tell them what not to say. Journalism? Wait a minute. What, do you, what is this word you speak? That's basically what the media does. But we're literally on the cusp of we're dangerously flirting with the idea of <laughs> of electing a xenophobic racist habitual liar whatever adjective and noun you want to throw in there for our, our next president of the United States I mean it's insanity and the rest of the world has to look at us like yeah he's 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 wildly incompetent he's not even as rich as he says he is like, that's the crazy part. You got guys, you got real billionaires on different point, different uh, sets of the aisle, whether it's Michael Bloomberg, who's an independent slash Democrat, blah, 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 former mayor of New York City, billionaire, real billionaire. Mm -hmm. You got a guy like Mark Cuban, who's a billionaire, and he's a Republican, telling you he ain't as rich as he say he is. He ain't a billionaire. What a what kind of billionaire goes around coming up with scams like Trump University just so he can scam <laughs> average people out of their 401k money? Shoot, my man got a Squarespace and went online and just started putting up false stuff. <laughs> and what billionaire does that? Do you think Bill Gates going to make a Bill Gates University so he can scam a couple thousand dollars off of you know regular people? Listen man, you see how Bill you see how this dude talks, man. Trump talks. Do you really want to learn from a guy who talks like how he talks in those primaries and in those debates? No, you don't. You don't want a guy like that. Elementary education. Actually, I know elementary kids that can put better dialect and, and lingo together better than he can. The guy is, he is such a, he's, he's, hist, he's a, I can't, I'm losing words how bad this dude is. He's, he's historically incompetent. Crazy. He's been bankrupt six times. Mm -hmm. He can't even get loans from U.S. banks anymore. He got to go outside the country to get loans because they don't want to touch him no more because he's incompetent business-wise. Incompetent. Wow. They don't even want to touch the guy no more. How do you go bankrupt running a casino? <clears throat> How does that even happen? Because they did tax breaks and everything. That's like, a water, that's like a water company going bankrupt. You can't sell water? Everybody needs to drink water. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everybody want to purify. So what's going on? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Shout out to Pierre. Uh, shout out to Pierre. Shit, I just bought yeah, some filters. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so yeah, so basically, these polls have 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 shifted. They've tightened, and this is very worrisome. It's time to panic. You know, forever, any one of you guys listening that that are woke, that are paying attention to the polls, that or, or not. You're just woke. You you watch. You, you occasionally pay attention. Don't and you were on the fence whether you were going to show up on Tuesday or not. Show up, 
please, for the sake of the country, show up. You know why? Because if Donald Trump becomes president, God help us all. He might have let's let's count the ways of how bad this will be. First of all, I got to start with number one. This is the most important part to me. This man will have control over the next two. He's going to have at least two appointees that he can choose from for the Supreme Court. At least two. Lord Jesus. You know those mass incarceration, uh, uh, the right to choose Roe versus Wade? That's gone. Bye. The right to choose for your own body, women, is gone. You can you can book it. If he get the Supreme Court, <laughs> look, we looking at a we looking at hell freezing over. It's Trump over here telling him pro life, man. He, pro life. Look, he's gonna do whatever 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 room he's in. He's gonna be behind whatever that room is behind. He doesn't have a, a core for anything. He he doesn't really have beliefs in nothing. His only beliefs is his prejudice toward coloreds, women, gays. That's his beliefs. His daddy, his daddy, his daddy, Fred Trump, was a fucking racist. You know, he, nobody ever talks about his father. You notice that? Of course not. He was a powerful man. They're not going to talk about a powerful white man who was a who was a top of his game back in the day, you know, real estate mogul and things like that. He was a real businessman. Trump's not a real businessman. He bungled the money that he got from his daddy. Mm-hmm. He's not a billionaire. Stop. Don't need to be the brains when the, the foundation was already laid. You just got to continue on. Yeah, he. Uh, you, you, you continue on doing and living this facade. That's it. The guy, the guy hoards his name to make a living. He 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 doesn't build shit. He doesn't build anything. That's that's a that's that's smoke and mirrors that he's he's shoveling his supporters. I mean, if you are a supporter at this point, forget your ideology, forget your party. How can you consciously vote for a guy who a habitually lies constantly? Scams average people, looks down on average people. The guys, the people that support him, he looks down on, literally. You can find videos, you can find articles, you can find whatever you want to validate that point. And yet, this is talk, This speaks to the ignorance of the country. I think at least one-third of this country is like either insane or extremely ignorant. Listen, man, you ever seen those shows where they go out into the streets of New York City and they interview random people and ask them simple questions like, who was the first president of the United States? Who was on the back of a $5 bill? Those type of questions? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You, you just you just shake your head and, like, people really don't know these answers. At all. At all. I mean, yeah. at all. There's, there's people who don't even know who the fucking president is today. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How can you... I, I mean, I don't understand that. How can you... I, I don't know. I wish I had that kind of... I wish I had that kind of... <laughs> I'm not going to say I wish I had that kind of I don't give a fuck attitude, but I wish I had that kind of attitude where I just live vicariously through whatever the hell pops up the next day and I just don't really sweat or pay attention to, you know, things like who's today's president. And some people don't know that. Some people don't know that, man, because they have their own little world set up. But if you're a black man and you don't know who the president is in the United States, you lost. 
And you probably don't have long to live. And you're <laughs> and and you're probably a Trump supporter. No, <laughs> most likely. Uh, Clinton Bigsby. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Clayton Clayton was in the Clayton Bigsby was probably friends with Fred Trump, Donald's father. <laughs> you know, oh, for y'all don't know that Clayton Bigsby, that's a that's a Chappelle show character. Oh, definitely. School him. Black. No, no. Black. He was a black white supremacist. <laughs> blind. He was a blind. A blind black white supremacist. Brilliant, 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 man. Uh, go check out the show. Uh, go check out the show. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. But yeah, uh, yeah, the, the Clinton Trump uh, uh, race is definitely tightening up, and we have to definitely pay attention. I tell people this all the time, just keeping it real. Like, look, if I lived in a swing state, I live in Connecticut. You live in Connecticut. I would honestly, I've been thinking about it for months. You know, I would have honestly made myself. I mean, I would have dragged my ass. Bit my t- bit my lip, held my nose, whatever I had to do to pencil in Hillary Clinton. If I was in a battleground state, those those swing states that decide these elections. But the fact that I live in a state that's predominantly blue, like Connecticut, mm-hmm. I can vote my conscience, and right. my conscience says third party, and I'm going to vote third party. That's what I'm doing, brother. <laughs> but by look, by all means, any one of you guys that's listening out there and you live in a battleground street, you live in Florida, you live in Ohio, you live in Pennsylvania, you live in Colorado, or even a Michigan, these are all huge states that she needs to win because she's struggling. She needs to win these states. So if you you have to take you I'm asking you to take a bullet for us. Cause you gotta go to the polls. Hold your nose and vote for this corrupt woman. Mm-hmm. So hold your nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that real? I mean, it's like, you know, you have to, though, because uh, what's at stake? This is real. This is real talk. What's at stake is, is man, bad. Very, very bad with Donald. Very bad. Because think about it. Even if we rewind the clock back four years when Obama was going against Mitt Romney, if Mitt Romney became the president... I think we would still be better off than Trump being the president. Oh, hands down. Mm-hmm. First of all, Mitt Romney is sane. He's sane. I don't agree with a lot of his policies, but he's sane. He's a sane person. He Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start with sanity, which he is. And, you know, that's enough. Granted, you know, the ideology, you know, don't align with what I believe, but He's a sane person, and even he's against Donald. So See, that should tell you something. Look at that. Got everybody in the party jumping shit. <laughs> yeah, you got major party candidates who, who are leaders in the, in the Republican Party who have backed off from this guy because he's, he's, like, he's like nuclear waste. And, but he keeps, he keeps gaining momentum. Somehow. What happened, to, what happened to Governor Chris Christie, the, the, the fat governor out of New Jersey or wherever he's from? Who's that guy? Chris Christie. He was, he was supporting Trump. <laughs> and then after a while, he just kind of faded off and disappeared. Chris Christie is a sad, sad man. Chris Christie made his reputation off of bullying the little guy. He was a big bully. He talked loud. And he had lots to say. And, and he was, he was quote-unquote, tough. The, the constituents in New Jersey thought he was a tough guy, but in reality, he was a he was a swarmy, you know, piece of shit. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. He his 
his this dude. Oh, y'all have him. I'm sorry. No, my fault. No, this dude, Chris Christie, he reminded me of somebody that could have been on The Sopranos that they would eventually whack because they just they couldn't trust him. He looked yeah. like that type of dude. And that's really what that's the that's the perfect analogy uh, for Chris Christie. That's basically what Chris Christie is. He's a, he's a he's you know he's a he's very petty. He's a guy that use he's, he's <laughs> <Not> the petty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's politics. Petty, you know. He so he's a guy who who you know who did a lot of different things that weren't right for the state. He cut so many social programs. He. He uh he cut public education tremendously. Of course he did. And, and he he shoveled all that money up to the top to the top one percent, in tax cuts, and that's really his claim to fame. Honestly, he didn't really do anything for uh, for 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 the state of New Jersey, and that's why they're trying to get him removed right now as we speak. He's being investigated because of the bridge fiasco that he did to his to his to his you know to his counterparts to his. "Quote unquote political enemies," he closed a freaking bridge. Get him out of there. Mm-hmm. So he'll be out of there. And, 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 and even when he was behind Trump, oh my God, the way Trump clowned him, he just cl- openly clowned Chris Christie. Talk about his way. And I know Chris will be. He, I know Chris doesn't have a problem with these, with these, uh, with this spread that we got during this. Like, I mean, he did so many. Th- okay, you could get back on the plane. Like, I mean, he was just famine him. Like, he, he, he was famine Chris Christie. And this was supposed to be a tough guy, a bully, and all this other stuff. And, 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 what, and he looked like a s'more right next to freaking Donald Damn. Trump. Nice. Long enough to contend with them Trump people. Hard on, hard on the outside, soft in the middle. That was, that's, that's, that, was, that was Chris Christie. He was a goddamn s'more at the end of the day. And, but, but then again, let's circle back to if this guy wins. That's still a guy that might be in his cabinet. That might be the that could be the next uh uh, uh you know att- attorney general of the country. Right. Yeah, yeah, he could be the next uh, attorney general of of, of the country. Could, could you man. imagine Chris Christie as the attorney general of the country? Man, man, oh my god. Listen, man, that's why he was he had honestly I saw him behind Trump in some interviews and they showed him on podiums and stuff. Chris Christie, he kind of had a little bit of shame, but he was like, I don't care what y'all saying. When this guy become president, I'm I'm in there. I'm shooting my shot. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was shooting he his shot. Yeah, that look, right? You seen him, right? He did. He did. He was like, look, man, I know I, I might have sold every <laughs> last ounce of what soul I had left. And hey, man, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to take it to the bank and get one of these these cabinet seats. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's about. Catsicelli soul for for success, but um just to just to end it note uh, on the election look, um like I said, I'm a, I'm gonna repeat this if you're in a battleground state, if you're on the, in those states that I mentioned before, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Michigan, even Maine, get your ass out and vote for Hillary Clinton. Make yourself do it. Take a shot before you go into into the into the polling station if you have to. Vote for her because we don't want Mussolini slash Hitler in office. And this notion, this notion that, oh, you know, Trump's not going to do the things he says. Come on. He's just saying that just to say it on TV. He's going to do them. Oh, of course. You know who also thought that? You know who also thought that, uh, 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 you know, Adolf Hitler, Hmm. before he won. Bring him up. The constituents of Germany believed 
thought. I mean, you can find this. Search it. Don't listen to me. Search it. It's out there. It's called the internet. It's a great. It's a great thing. It's called the internet. Great, great tool. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> search the internet and search it for yourself. There are constituents in Germany. There's papers that even quote some of these people, and even papers. Oh, you know, he's not. He's same thing they're doing with Donald today. You know, he's. You know, it's pie in the sky. He's not going to do what he says he's going to do. You know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. Hitler did everything he said he was going to do. Just like <laughs> this guy is going to do everything he said he's going to do. He's going to ban Muslims from the country. That was for real. That wasn't a lie. That wasn't, that wasn't for show. That wasn't The Apprentice. That was for real. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And he has loopholes because there's no uh, constitutional rights for people that aren't citizens. Exactly. So he can do as he please. And, and, and um, that's, that's something he can do through executive action, actually. So he doesn't even need Congress for that. That's an executive action he could take. So, yeah. the, <laughs> so it's real. It's real. Get out to the goddamn polls. Stop the monster from taking over and destroying what we have left for this damn country. Literally, because when you ban Muslims from this country and Muslims over here trying to work and give money back to the people over there and cats can't have no way of getting here for their American dream, oh, this is going to be a 9-11 times 10. Oh, man, look, I tell you this, though. I just, I just, I, I can't help myself, but I have to jump back into this because this is such an important time for everyone in this country. And... I just have to reach out and, and really talk for one second. I, I, I tried to wrap up this segment, but I have to reach out one more uh, time to uh, individually point out the Hillary Clinton supporters out there. You guys have been in delusion this whole time. It's time to really wake up. Your candidate, I'm with her. I'm with her. What the fuck does that mean, by the way? What kind of slogan is that? I'm with her. What does that mean? You know, I, I I don't understand. Barack Obama had yes, we can. Keyword we. Yeah, uh, inclusive, um, inclusive words here. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it, it was about the constituents, even though you know it was pie in the sky for the most part because he's a moderate, not a right. progressive. He ran as a progressive, but he, he he governed as a moderate. But that's another story, a topic. This I'm with her. She doesn't even have a message. What is her message? What's her message? That's a good question. No one can tell you this. If I, I, I guarantee you, you know, okay, for y'all there, here's a challenge. Go to any Hillary Clinton supporter and tell them, tell, ask them, why are you voting for her? They can't tell you why. Because she's a woman? They couldn't tell you why. What, what do you believe in? What's her policies? What's, name me two or three policies that you, that you like of hers. I can't name none. She doesn't have any. She's a supporter of Obamacare, and we see how that's going. Yeah, because you didn't add the public option. Mm-hmm. Now the insurance companies are going crazy because they have unlimited uh, 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 say and sway in how that whole uh, uh, pool goes with the pricing system. They can raise price. There's no check for them. The check was supposed to be the public option. That was supposed to keep them in check. Mm-hmm. But there's no check for them. So they can do whatever they want still. And now we're forced to get the insurance from them. But I'm going to get off the subject for that. But I just want to get back to the Hillary Clinton supporters right quick and just say, look, your candidate is not perfect. She's in trouble. And why she's in trouble is not because of Bernie Sanders supporters. 
That ship sailed a long time ago. Sure did. It's not Bernie Sanders supporters. I just want to know, you know, and, and you you could you could flip on you know CNN Clinton News Network. That's what I call them. Um, you could <laughs> you could you could you could put that on. You could put MSNBC on. I guarantee you will never really ever. You can't remember the last time that uh, anyone, any pundit, came on and said, you know what? I find it very troubling that Hillary Clinton is struggling against fucking Hitler 2.0. You could dig up Hitler's ass, put him in a time machine, and get him out here today in 2016. We already know what Hitler is. We already know what he did. And he can run today. And still have these numbers that Donald has against Hillary Clinton. That's how terrible of a candidate she is. She's horrendous. How do you struggle against Hitler? How is that even possible? Does, does her supporters ever think about this type of stuff? Like, you know what? She's she's a horrible candidate. Horrible. She she, she has those those go-to talking points that she keeps reiterating from time to time. And people just say, okay, Hillary, we get it. I think the reason why Hillary's in this race where she is now is off the strength of Bill. That's the only reason she's still in this, man. I know she was the Secretary of State, don't get me wrong. She has very close ties with Obama, and she's a big proponent of him and stuff like that. But let's be clear. If Bill Clinton was not the president, she would not be where she is right now today. Let's be real. And it's not just that. The the, the things that... The, the 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 resources, the time, the energy that the entire establishment used to get rid of Bernie Sanders to get her to this point is starting to show. Look, this thing, you know, I remember everybody looked at Bernie Sanders supporters like they were crazy because we all knew from the beginning, like, he's got an uphill climb. The establishment's against him, the Democratic brass the surrogates, the, 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 the media, all this, this, the White House. And you know one thing that was great that happened that validated that point was the WikiLeaks, mm. the emails. WikiLeaks it validated everything Bernie Sanders supporters knew from the very beginning, that they, the, the DNC plotted to take him down. And the DNC is supposed to be a neutral organization for all Democratic candidates. But they were specifically mobilized for Hillary Clinton. The White House, Barack Obama, oh, I'm going to stay out of it. No, you're not, you fucking liar. You supported her behind the closed doors, too. You did. Everybody supported her, and Bernie this, Bernie that. They all attacked Bernie. And Bernie still had a chance to win. And he was attacked from every angle. It was true. The, 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 the freaking email said it. They what's said the, it. What's the spread of young people to the older people? Because you talked about the millennials being from 1977 to like 1990-something. And you're talking about the generation before that, the baby boomers and whatnot. Yeah, like X. Yeah, yeah, generation, Gen X. Um, so what's the spread? I don't know if they have that on the poll, but... What would you say off the top of your head? What would you what would you feel like? Do you think young people are starting to really kind of match it 50-50 for, for, the, for the country spread, or do you think old people still dominate the country? Uh, we're catching them. We're catching them. Um, I think it's about even now. Last time I, I, I heard about a, um, the last, like, census, we're about 
almost even now with the baby boomer generation because, you know, obviously they're starting to die off. Yep. And they got like Gen Y, Gen X still. Um, but, um, and, and, and I mean, like back to Hillary Clinton's case, she's one of the reasons why she's struggling too is that she's losing to Donald Trump in white men. She's losing a lot of white men. Mm-hmm. They're voting against her. Now, and now to be fair to her, a lot of that is, you know, let's be real. A lot of that is probably because she's a woman. Right. And um, and, and that's unfortunate. But she's losing mm-hmm. a big portion of voters that are white males, uh, older white males. Um, and and then the youth, the young guys, the millennials and the, the ones younger than us, she doesn't even have like half of those, you know, that she, you know, because they're disengaged. They don't want to come out and vote. So. There's there's a lot of issues with her, but she one thing she got that she's been able to maintain this whole time is the good old black vote. <laughs> so I'll end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna segue over to um to let's let's talk about something a little more lighter. Let's get to the NBA. Mm. Let's talk about that NBA. Let's talk about the NBA. The season just started. Uh, I believe they sure did. What is a weekend? I think they're a weekend. Yeah, they're they're weekend. Uh, I think it started last week. So yeah, sort of about yeah. a weekend, a little over a weekend. The twenty fifth, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, about a week and three days in, ten days. Yeah, so you know, a bunch of storylines with the NBA. Obviously, the number one storyline, Kevin Durant to OKC. I mean, Kevin Durant to uh, Golden State Warriors, leaving his old team OKC, leaving his quote unquote. Uh, Betsy, Betsy, uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell. Russell. Russie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the storylines. And, you know, you got the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, their storyline, them being the champions, bringing a first championship to Cleveland in almost since the 60s. Right. It's been and a long time. Been a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, their triumphant um, championship over the uh, Golden State Warriors – uh, coming back from a three to one deficit. Woo. I'm telling you, man. They oh really God, I still, it, it still breaks me up, man. I still think about it because I, it hurts. I, it hurts, man. It hurts me. I'm like, man, I thought this was a wrap. I was running around all the LeBronians, you know, y'all out there, the Le, they're unbearable, the LeBronians. That's you know, if y'all don't know who they are, that is a syndicate of LeBron loyalists, LeBron uh, apologists. LeBronians. See, I think LeBron probably is the closest thing to Jordan that this generation coming up has ever seen. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. Let's not skip Kobe. Let's not skip Kobe. But I say this generation, meaning the tail end of our generation. I agree with that. This is what they're used to. LeBron is 31 years of age. He's been in the league for the last 13, 14 years. Kids are 14 years old that really look up to this guy. So when they see LeBron being going to, they see Allen Iverson or people going to his games when he was just in high school, they're looking up to him as the mecca of basketball. It makes sense, but we we know well enough because we are of a certain age bracket to where we've seen Jordan go to the flu, had the flu, that spawned the flu game. Flu game. We've seen him cross up uh, my man from the uh, Utah Jazz. Oh, uh, uh, not Carl Malone. 
No, not Carl Malone. Oh, Brian Russell. Brian Russell. We seen him cross up Brian Russell for that game winning shot. Oh, or the it was beautiful. Back in 98. And, and like my man Fab said on this mixtape last year, okay? He said, back in 98, y'all wasn't even coming outside yet. <laughs> he sure wasn't. So, you know, when you see. And you know what's funny? Mixtape, you know what's funny? You mentioned 98. I got. I, see, this is one thing I love about being a sports fan and how. Because I get to brag about how legit of a fan I am. Because there's so many bandwagoners. There's so many people who, you know, change their allegiance like the weather. Mm. I stay true to this shit. I'm, I, I'm real to this. I got <laughs> pictures of myself when I was eight, nine years old with Cowboys, uh, Cowboys attire on. I got I it. Him. It's a I document. It's documented. Documented. Bro. What's my man? Facts. As my man Siegel said, facts. Facts. So I got that, and you mentioned '98. I got, I cut out the. Uh, it's it's in my room. I'm gonna actually frame this. Actually, I just haven't taken the time to do it, and I'm gonna post this shit on our favorite group. I can't give y'all a plug yet because I can't give y'all a plug yet. But he, Dominator know what I'm talking about. Our favorite it's group on Facebook. Our favorite group on Facebook. Shout out to that special group, man. Special yeah. shout out to that special group. So yes, but. Um, I'm going to frame it, and I'm going to post it in that special group just so I can rub it in a little bit more because that's what I like to do. But, uh, yeah, I have a cutout. I cut out the front page of the sports section in the Hartford Current in 98 mm. of that championship okay. from 98. I got, 98. I got that. I got that. It's real. I'm a real fan. That's almost 20 years. Holla at me. <laughs> gotta put this time in, man. Yeah, I put this work and this time in. These popcorn fans, man. Everybody riding that Golden State wave. Now everybody off. They was off of Golden State. Was with uh, LeBron and them when they won the championship. KD came to the Warriors. Now you got some of those people back on the Warriors side. Yeah. Well, so what you think about that? What you think about that? That's that's jump into that. Like. How did you feel when you first heard that KD was um was going to the Warriors? What was your first thought process? My thought process was why. <laughs> <laughs> my thought process was why, but I was really kind of on this edge of my seat because I'm a Celtics fan. Shout out to the Celtics. I respect the Celtics. Celtics, man. Okay? I respect the Celtics. I've been rocking with the Celtics for a little minute. You know, me and my father, we used to watch those games back when KG joined the team. Mm-hmm. And I was really taken back because... It was good to have a place that is similar, close to home. Boston, you know, us being from Hartford, we're right between New York and Boston. Never was a Knicks fan, but I can always respect Boston because Ray Allen definitely represented. I was a huge Ray Allen fan. I I watched many games of his. I was a big fan of Ray Allen. I watched, man, talk about about a great time in basketball, 96. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about '96. I watched. The times. Let's talk about. I watched Ray Allen go at it with Allen Iverson the entire '96 year when when obviously UConn and Georgetown had a rivalry, and it was beautiful, man. You knew it. You said, "Okay, Ray, uh, 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 Allen gonna get 30 because you can't stop him. Ray gonna get 30. Ray gonna drop 30." And it was just a thing of beauty. Like, those dudes went at it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and you knew you was going to get and and, and, and and they're both going to be Hall of Famers. And it was just a beautiful year. And 96 was just beautiful to see those two go at it in college. 
Because I can't even remember in my lifetime seeing two future Hall of Famers in college go at it as rivals, rival schools, like I did with Allen Iverson and Ray Allen. And, mm-hmm. and, and that was a really – I always remember that year. That's always going to be an important year for me in 96. That's why Ray Allen is one of my favorite players because I, I watched him at UConn. I'm like, man – this this the dude, man. Like this, like come on. This is before Jesus shuttles were. Okay, talk to talk to him. Oh, I mean, was, come on, man. He, he got he got game. Do your research, uh, youngins. If you young out there, you you younger than younger than uh, shit, man. What you got to be about younger than? If you about younger than twenty five. Yeah, you ain't really remembering you too don't, much after G- that. I know you hear the name Jesus Shuttlesworth. But you don't know why they call him Jesus Shuttlesworth. Listen, man, Charles, I got to talk to these guys. I was in the movie theater, okay? This was 98. This was February of 98. So I was around 11 years old. I was in the movie theater with my older cousin. She was she's about 17 years older than me. She had her husband in there, and she had her two little kids that were six years younger than me and my sister. We were in that movie theater in East Hartford. Shout out to Showcase Cinemas, man. Oh, I remember Showcase Cinema. I watched the original Batman there. Yes, sir. And I saw that he got game movie there, and that was February of 1998. Whew. I remember it clear as day. I seen it in the theaters. Nobody can tell me. And my favorite scene out of that movie with Ray Allen was when Denzel said to him, I put the ball in your crib. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a beautiful moment for me because you was he birthed. him. He, he let him know who the father was in that situation. Even though his father, Denzel, killed his mom on the sh- in, the, in the movie, he let him know, I put the ball in your crib. <laughs> I'm the reason why you, you, you doing this. Fact. But yeah, I mean, it, it that 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 was just a really good year um, of basketball I, that I remember vividly. But I just want to circle back to KD. Uh, so you you thought that there was a crazy move on KD's part? I, I I can agree with you because it's not the fact that KD left OKC. It's not the fact that he left Oklahoma City, the Thunder, because he could leave. I was actually I was anticipating his move. Yeah, yeah, I knew he was going to leave. I knew he was going to leave. Um, actually, you know what? I actually thought, this is what I originally thought before free agency. I thought that KD was going to stay. And I thought Russell was going to leave. Now, whether that was going to be via trade or via him just, you know, going on his own, you know, because he's an L.A. He's a L.A. Uh, he's a Bay Area uh, uh, kid. He's from, he's from L.A. I thought he was going to Lakers. I really did. Before the whole KD thing. But as the KD thing unraveled and as it happened, I was like, all right, it sounds legit like he's going to leave. But not in my wildest dreams did I ever imagine that he would be weak enough to go to a team that he lost to. He had a 3-1 lead, and he went to a team that kicked his ass three straight games to win a championship? Very cowardice. Very cowardice, man. That's just... Just wrap your mind around that. I know if you're a Kevin Durant fan, I, I'm kind of a fan of his twos. I, I, I like to watch him play. But come on, man. Seriously. Seriously. Let's be real. That's, that's not BS around here. And let's keep it real. You really going to give this dude a pass for going to a team 
That, that's like Jordan going to the Pistons. Before he broke through, Pistons was kicking his ass. They won two straight championships. They would get out the Eastern Conference all the time. That's like Jordan saying, you know what? I can't, I, you know, I lost to this dude, Isaiah, and, and all these guys. It's free agency. I'm going to go play for the Pistons. The guys who created the Jordan rules, the guys that kicked my ass two, three years, I'm going to go play for those guys. No, Jordan's not doing that. Jordan wants to kick their ass. Of course. You know, and he did that. And he did that. You know what I'm saying? So this thing, like, you know, this thing, this notion that, oh, it's okay. He can go play for the best team. Why? Why is that okay? Because you're weak. A person that thinks that is weak-minded themselves, in my opinion. You don't go to the guy who the team or, or the, 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 the especially if you lost to them. That's crazy. That's like being best friends with a guy that took your girlfriend. <clears throat> you know, like, are we still cool? Like, no, we're not cool, man. We ain't cool at all. <laughs> like, that, that, that's basically what KD did. I mean, that's what he did, basically. Well, uh, uh, Golden State took his girlfriend, which was a trip to the NBA Finals, and he and he still turned around and, and not only not only uh, 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 became friends, better friends with them, he started to drive them to his ex-girlfriend's house. <laughs> that's the equivalent. And you and you dudes out there telling me that that shit cool? You crazy? You think this you don't really KD, believe that? You think KD started a new trend? Do you think if the Golden State Warriors win this chip this year, will you see more jumping ship? Oh, absolutely. Even if they don't win it, it's gonna happen because because of this. They're gonna say, "Oh, KD did it. He's fucking he he was the last MVP we had." So he's going to garner a new respect from this generation. He has no respect yes. from the old generation, but he doesn't care about that. And we got to understand about this. KD is 28 years old, 27, 28 years old. Yep. He's at the tail end of the new generation under us, but he's at the beginning. Oh, excuse me. He's not quite at the beginning of our being tail end of you know the beginning of the millennial of the tail end of millennials or whatever what yeah. is it generation generation X we're at the tail tail end right to the millennial KD is missing that slot by a year and I think that one year makes a difference because he's like I'm I don't care what my forefathers did in this game I don't care how many shots Jordan put up while he was had his flu games popping why I don't care about none of that I'm gonna show him. You can take the the motto, if you can't beat them, join them. That's and true. That, and I'm going to make my own trend. And you're going to like it. And you're going to see everybody else feel the same exact way. And that's how we're going to roll. But you, you hit the nail on the head in the beginning of what you just said. This generation doesn't care. This generation didn't grow up watching, uh, uh, you know, wa- watching during the times we watched. You know what I'm saying? When, 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 uh, the pride was what they had. They they were very prideful players back then, and yeah, all of them. They like uh, and those guys. Yes, these guys were friends. A lot of them were friends off the court. But you know what? They weren't friends on the court. They wanted to kick each other's asses, mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's just how they played. I I I openly criticized the NBA. 
I've done this for years now. I can show you old things that I've written years ago, a few years back. I remember writing a um, blog post called the um, uh, uh, coin the phrase the National Buddy Association. Hmm. The National Buddies Association, the NBA. That's what it is, the National Buddies Association. Everybody want to be friends. Everybody want to hold hands. Everybody want to talk about what their kids doing. Everybody want to do this crazy shit except for focusing on winning chips. And it bothers me. It's always bothered me. But we've gravitated more to this point. It's more social. I get it now. I've come more accepting to that. Yes, these players, these current players are a lot more mentally weak than the, than the players I grew up watching. That's just a fact. These guys are mentally weak because they're tied up into the wrong things. Everybody wants to be friends, and it's, it shouldn't be about that. Yeah, you can be friends off the court. KG, let's use KG for an example. Mm-hmm. He's very good friends with you know people like Chauncey Billups and people like uh, 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 Rasheed Wallace, who he had on his show on TNT called Area 21, by the way. But you know what? He was trying to kick these dudes' teeth down when he seen them on the court, down their throat. He was trying to kick their teeth down their throat. You know, KG was the best example of that. He's like, look, I ain't got, I ain't got time to be talking to you on the court. I'm not even going to give you that because we at war right now. Listen, man, shout out to KG because he used to be in the Celtics games banging his head on the back of that rent, on the back of the uh, post that holds up the court. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to be in there kissing the floor when he won his chip. He used to be in there talking to himself. See, we need more players like that. People He's very passionate. Look. 2008, I believe. Wait, what was the year they lost to the Celtics? I mean, um, the uh, loss to the uh, Lakers. 2010. 2010. So uh, this is what happened. I think the Celtics should have won three chips. The problem was, I remember one year after they won the first chip, you guys went 27-2. and two. Mm. And Kevin Garnett blew his knee out. Or something happened with his knee, and he was never right. For the rest of that season. And then you guys returned back uh, the next year and tried to reclaim uh, 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 the glory. I'm, I could be getting the years wrong, but even that championship that you guys lost to the Lakers, y'all should have won that fucking series. If, if, if Kendrick Perkins doesn't blow his knee out in game six, y'all win the series. I, period. Lakers fans can be salty all you want. Kobe Bryant was... Straight trash bags in game seven. You know who won game seven? Ron fucking Artest. Who couldn't hit a three to save his life all series, but all of a sudden he could hit threes in game seven. Meta world peace. Meta world peace. No Kendrick Perkins in the middle for rebounds. So Bynum was and and Gasol had their way. So that's why they won that championship. But the Celtics could have realistically had at least two chips. And it was because of injuries and a couple other little bad breaks that they didn't. But that's on them. But, yeah, but, but the KD situation, just to end that note, KD uh, went to Golden State. It changed things up. Uh, the Russell Westbrook dynamic is interesting because Russell is an OG, man. Uh, uh, that's the, Kobe Bryant said it himself. The player that reminds him the most of himself is Russell Westbrook. It's for a reason. Russell Westbrook is a goddamn assassin. He is an assassin. You can you can pay attention to all his off the court antics, as far as his bright outfits and all these other things. His 
that he likes to wear before games and the little dancing that he might do before tip off. All that is a is a mirage. This dude Russ is a wild dude, but what made me get what made me give more respect to Russell off the court because I know he dresses wild. We know he's an animal on the court, but when they show that picture of one of his teammates arguing with Dwight Howard, and they show that little small little segment. Oh, when he was about to sneak him. Russell had his arms behind his back on the sneak way. Oh, we know that. We for where we from, we know how to, we know what that's about. <laughs> Yo, Russell a goon, man. Russell a goon. But you know, but I love that meme. I love that meme because it's like you you went and left this dude, you know, when Russell was willing to sneak anybody for you, basically. And, 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 and trust me, that's what his intentions was. He's like, yo, what, what? Let, him, let him move, let him move, let him move. Let him move just one time. I, I let him move, and I got his ass right behind. Like that, 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 and that's that's what Russell was thinking. And, and but that's the type of dude Russell is. He go to war for you. But um, they played last night. Let's get jump into that real quick. They played last night. Uh, KD is gonna get the uh, the edge uh, as far as their first meeting. I expected them to win that game. It was in Golden State. So uh, you know, KD scored thirty nine points last night. I mean, he balled out last night. So um, you know, far you know, he's got the first laugh so far, but they will meet again, I believe, in December in OKC. So, or is it December or January? I can't remember, but they will meet again in OKC, and that's the game that I'm looking at because I want to see KD perform under that intense, intense pressure. Because I'm telling you, it has to be in OKC. Yeah, yeah, because I'm telling you, OKC crowd. Is gonna be going bananas on his ass, booing every time he when he drink every even when he drink Gatorade on a bench they are gonna boo him. <laughs> so I want to see how he performs then. But he's um, straight, he's, he, he's straight betrayed. He's straight. That's straight treason. That treason. Treasonous. His family probably ain't good coming back to old sick. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. And you know what? He probably don't want to go. Look, look, look. That's okay. Just to be fair to him, if I want to live in Oklahoma City where everything closes at a certain time, or I want to go and live in the fucking Bay Area around San Francisco and and around Oakland, yeah, I'm going to pick San Francisco slash Oakland or Oakland slash San Francisco. I mean, let's be real. That 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 isn't the issue because you could have picked to play anywhere. You could have played in Boston. You could have played in uh, uh, back in your home in, in D.C., in Washington. You could even play for the Clippers in L.A. So it's just who you picked. You picked a team that kicked your ass when you was up 3-1 the previous year. That's where he went wrong. Not because he left. It's because who he decided to go with. But, yeah, let's get to your boy real quick, to Tristan Thompson. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Let's huh? talk about that young man. Let's talk about him, please. <laughs> please, let's, let's talk about the fuckery we've been seeing on that special group online. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about him, please. <laughs> Tristan Tom- Thomas. I can't even get his name right. Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Forward, power forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The uh, current champions. Dumped his girl, who now is his baby mama. Cause she's, ex- right, she's let's a- talk about her beautiful. Woo, she is a beautiful. These dudes nowadays, man, <laughs> they don't have beautiful baby mamas. His baby mama legitimately 
looks better than the average chick plus some of these chicks that be on screen with makeup on, like Christina Milian she, or the she, London. She's in that category. She looked better than the current chick that he dumped her for, basically. Yeah. And that current chick is none other than Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you, that family, man, they made it. Jesus big. Christ, man. Listen, man, they putting niggas on, man. <laughs> and, I mean, he's only been dating her for, oh, my God, it hasn't even been that long. He's already he's already engaged with her. Sprung, man. That must she be, yo, the Kardashians. She his booty, man. She ain't his booty. Oh, my God. Look, she you know, something. look. These cats, Kenny Smith, uh, Kenny Smith, and, uh, Charles, uh, Kenny Smith and Shaq. Had threw this little inside joke as they as they uh you know how they do the clip art and they do the Photoshop the faces, yeah uh, uh you know and they photoshopped um I believe it was um Shaq's face on Tristan while he was holding uh, Chloe's hand mm-hmm. and, and Kenny snuck in there and was like yeah got that Kardashian juice and then it then Shaq is dying laughing because it's a subliminal. You know, white people at home or whoever, they're not going to understand that. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, what is he talking about? And, and he's like, and you, you know, we know, he talk about the juices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that shit, I don't know what it is that's in that shit, cocaine or, or whatever it is. But it, these cats be going crazy. Yeah, he man. just started dating this chick. Yeah, he on it, man. And then, because you, you honestly, I don't even be on Instagram looking at celebrities' lives like that because I just don't care. And I'm completely comfortable living the way I'm living. But looking at these celebrities like Kim Kardashian, yo, even though Kanye or Kim has been passed around like a blunt, <laughs> <laughs> yo, she has a beautiful family with Kanye. His kids are beautiful with that woman, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Gosh. They, yeah, they is, Ooh. they is, they is. It, it kind of makes you, it kind of makes you angry in a way. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, damn it, you got everything else. You got beautiful kids too. Jesus yeah, Christ. Honestly, honestly, North Northwest is cuter than um, Blue Ivy. Yeah, Northwest is like, she can model now. She sure can now. You got 50 50 cent son modeling. Why can't Northwest model? No, I'm pretty sure that'll happen. I mean, she's she's from the Kardashian line, so you know they're going to market that shit. Unless it depends on what Kanye feels. You know, maybe he's like, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's he's vetoing that shit down. You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, Tristan Thompson, man. I, I, I don't even know where that came from. It was just like, I thought it was a joke at first, cause in the, in the beginning nobody really knew. Everybody thought it was just like, oh, she's just chilling with him. But it turns out she was dating him. Like she has this real insatiable appetite, desire to date nothing but NBA players. That's all she wants, man. I mean, Kim moved around a little bit. She had a little athlete in her. She had she, she had a little athlete in her. She had a little musician in her. See? Afria. Yeah, she moved around a little bit. Uh, 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 not Chloe. All NBA players. No NBA players. Championship NBA players. Yeah, yeah. You you know you started off with Lamar, obviously, and then you you know James had a little bit of that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, James was smart she though. James. She yeah, she did. James. James, James was smart. James said, "Look, man, look, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to uh, 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 wrap up this sneaker deal, and I'm trying to uh, focus on this basketball thing." Mm-hmm. And then you slid off later on down the road, down the road, down the road. You slid off to a Tristan Thompson. Don't skip French. She was with. Oh, French. Uh, can't forget French. Can't forget French. A bit. What the hell? Oh, God. That... Mm-hmm. French Montana? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand this dude. He picked up some new He picked up some new fans messing with that girl. Dude, I don't understand French Montana. I don't understand him, yo. You know what? It's weird to have no feelings at all for someone. I don't have any feelings at all for French. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate Never him. Did. I don't like him. I don't... I don't... I don't care about him. Like... Right. Never did. But yet, he's he's popular. He's Probably. in he's in every popping circle, and I'm just like, why? He can't rap, so why? He kind of corny looking, but he is corny. But people like him. I don't know why. Like I couldn't tell what his nationality, his ethnicity was, but then I did some research. It says he's from Morocco. Yeah, he's Moroccan, and and I just found out Khaled is like fucking. I don't know what he is. He like he's an Arab or some oh, shit. Palestinian. He's Palestinian. He Palestinian? Palestinian. He's a Palestinian. Oh my God. Gosh. Talk about another cornball. Definitely. They in that same circle. They should they should start a group. Everybody like him too. I'd be like, I don't understand. What do you like? Bless up, my man Cal. Oh, Jesus new Christ. New cough alert. <laughs> You got a Palestinian dude taking over, and you got a Moroccan who can't rap taking over. But anywho, but yeah, so that, that that's pretty much the NBA. I mean, that was the storylines pretty much for the week. KD, uh, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, he, he, he's played his games with Chicago. Chicago uh, looking all right. Oh, and he also won that bet. Don't forget about that, Charles. He oh, with the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs and, and the and Cleveland Indians uh, with LeBron. So LeBron being from Cleveland, uh, Dwayne Wade being from Chicago, they they made a bet, a wager, and uh, what was the wager? The bet was if the Cleveland Indians win, Dwayne Wade has to show up to every game in the NBA season, the regular season, wearing Cleveland Indians gear, and the reverse goes for LeBron. If LeBron's Indians lost, then he has to show up to every game with uh, the Chicago Cubs gear. Now, how are they going to do that? That could be like a ball cap, too, right? That could be like a ball uh, cap. No. They got to actually wear it? Well, yeah, Wade explicitly said he has to wear full gear like he was a legit suiting up for the Cleveland or for the Chicago oh. Cubs. He has to legit wear that to every single game. <laughs> Wait, can they, can they do that, though? Uh, like, wouldn't they not get fined? Like, isn't it a dress code for the NBA? Oh, no, it, it might not be a dress code anymore. I was thinking about that because Russell was wearing something crazy last night. There is a dress code, but we're talking about before you, like, you know, when you get into the games. We're not talking about on the court, sitting on a bench or anything. We're talking about when you come up to the games. You know how Russell Westbrook always wears this crazy outlandish gear? Yeah. Right before the games, they have to wear it when they come into the, when they get off the bus, they have to be seen on camera <laughs> wearing the opposing team's gear who won that World Series. Yeah, but what I, my thing is, I was actually asking my brother this too, and my thing is, didn't they have a dress code policy? Maybe I'm thinking because David Stern's not the commissioner anymore. It, it, it was if you are 
in the game, or excuse me, if you're on the sidelines of the game, you have to be wearing a suit. You can't come to the games wearing fitteds and baggy jerseys yeah, yeah. and stuff. That's why you're on TV in the court. We're talking about you coming into the arena like your regular playing clothes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and that's a man. That's a terrible bet. <laughs> that's a horrible bet. The whole season? Yeah, bro. They dropped the ball. You was up three one in Cleveland. You was up three one. Hey, man. Three one sucks. Like Draymond Green said. What's the name? Was that that game? One of the games too. Um, Curry. Yeah, he was low key though. Real low key. Three one lead, huh? Real low key. Fit it on. Fit it on. And, and covered up like nobody knew he was. He just looked like some average ass light skinned dude who just so happens to be a two time defending MVP and a world champion. By the way, that just tells you how much he can blend in. I I think honestly he still got that approach where he can go places. And people probably don't know who he is still. Like, he still got that look, like, that kind of average guy look. Like, oh, he's just some average light-skinned dude. <laughs> he might be a rapper or something or uh, or some R&B group. He does. And, and I like that about him, too. He's humble. Yeah, he's humble. And I, I like that. But, yeah, that was the NBA. But now let's get into the, uh, you know, we, we, we can't end this podcast without talking about week nine on the NFL. We enter in week nine of NFL. We're past the halfway point, which is amazing. And we got some games, man. I want to do some pickums. You you down to do some pickums? Yeah, let's start. Let's start naming the uh, the lineups for uh, what we're gonna do. All right. Well, well, uh, we're just gonna pick the games. Far as you know, all the matchups. Uh, we're gonna give uh, our picks, obviously, and basically what I got the schedule pulled up. I got my schedule. Week nine, baby. Let's let's make this happen. All right. First game uh, that I got here uh, I'm looking at, we got Lions at Minnesota against the Vikings. Mm, you know what? I was talking about this today at work because I work around two older men. They're in their 50s, late 50s, and they're big Vikings fans. And I said, you guys really got to get an offensive line going, man. God, you need more than that. Well, that's just the start. And you took that out against the, the Chicago Bears. That's man. a bad like, loss. Oh. Bad loss. You started 5-0, and and then it just started going downhill fast. Bad loss. What was it, their offensive coordinator that they resigned? North Turner. He, 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 he uh, I guess uh, Mike Zimmer, the head coach, wanted him to change some things up or dial it back a little bit and simplify the, uh, the schemes or whatever the case may be. And North didn't want to do that, and he just resigned. Mm. It's walking away from the table. He probably got his guaranteed money, though. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure of that because you know the contract's probably going to run out through the year. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but um, I, they, being that they lost two straight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this game to them. This is, this is a must win <laughs> game because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think they are tied with the Packers right now on that division because they're five and two. And uh, I I think the Packers might be five and two if I'm not mistaken, or four. They're 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 close to the Vikings, but and the Lions have a good record too, who who are also in the same division. You check this record. You got the Vikings coming up in here. You got them in the NFC North, five and two. They're on a two-game losing streak. Packers are closely behind them, four and three. Okay. One-game losing streak. What the, so. What's the uh, what's, what's the Lions' uh, record? Lions I think are under the Packers at four and four. Okay. One-game losing streak. Okay, so 
Uh, Minnesota still has a slight lead in that division in the, in the, in the, in the NFC uh, North. Yeah. And um, this is a turnaround game. They have to win this game. This is at home. It's not on the road. Those last two games they lost were in, at Philly and at Chicago. This is at Minnesota, and they're a different team in that stadium. It's Nobody nice and cold there. For them. Nice and cold crowd. there, and that crowd is bananas. So I, I expect them to win. It won't be a high-scoring game. I expect the defense to turn around because the defense has been looking average these last couple of weeks. So I, I expect them to turn around. Uh, I expect Stafford to, you know, make at least a turnover, maybe an interception. Um, and I expect them to win. I, 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 I'm going to go with a score of, uh, let's say, I'm going to go with a score. I think Sam Bradford's going to put up some points. So I'm going to go with a score of, like, 22 to 17. Mm. So you're going to call us a close game? Yeah, I, I think it's a close game because I, I, res- I respect the Lions' offense. Um, and I really don't respect the, 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 the – uh, the Vikings offense. And again, I didn't say that the offense was going to put 22 points up. That one of those one of those uh some of those points might come from the defense. You know, so uh, uh I definitely think that that's where it'll be. I think like I said, I I feel comfortable with that score. I think about 22-17 uh Vikings over the Lions. What do, what do you think? You know, I I was going to say more like a 22 to like 13. Okay, and Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. So you got Vikings too. So we both got Vikings. Uh, Vikings on this one. Oh yeah, because because look at it. I can even tie it to my Broncos. We were on a two game losing streak too, and then we we came back and we started winning again. So you know you got to get those kinks out. It's yeah, but see, I never was worried about the Broncos. Like me neither. I, you know, because I got a lot of Patriots fans that are friends or family, and. I, I was never worried about the Broncos. It was just those weird losses that it was circumstantial things. Like one of them, Trevor Simeon wasn't playing. And another one, he just came back. And they didn't really lose that game by a lot. They lost it by like a touchdown. It was a million penalties, a million things that went wrong in that game. And you guys didn't have DeMarcus Ware back either, who came back the last game. And that defense looks different. So uh, I wasn't worried about that. But. Uh, back to the, uh, the Vikings, though. We both picked the Vikings, so we'll go on from there. Uh, next game I got here to the right. I'm going to go Steelers at Baltimore against the Ravens. I, I'm going to go. Ravens. Yeah. Uh, and, this is in, and this is in Baltimore. I want to talk some shit about the Baltimore Ravens because you got a good friend of mine. He's a big Ravens fan, and uh, he was saying how. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Saying that quarterback, how valuable his quarterback was. And oh, they, Jesus they, Christ. They gave him a record flacco. Oh, they gave God. him so much money. Was it a couple years ago they gave him that new contract? Yes. It was, it, Over it was, $100 million. It's just, I'm sitting there like. Absurd. I mean, how, is this, how is this working out for you? <laughs> He's atrocious. And I would be fair to him. He's coming off a of major knee surgery, ACL tear, and all that stuff. He might not all the way be back, but. He's been atrocious. I'm gonna give it to the Steelers, man. I don't care if it's in Baltimore. I'm giving it to the Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think I there's rumors now. I don't know for sure, but they. I think they were just putting that out there. I don't think he's going to play. But there was some slight rumors like, don't be surprised if Ben plays and suits up. But I don't think he's gonna make that game. So, um, but regardless of the point, I expect the Steelers to win that game as well. Um, 
you know, I can't predict the score there, but it's, it's, it's yeah, 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 it's going to be close. I, I say within a field goal. It's going to be a field goal game, um, and, and, and because you know, I don't trust Flacco. I don't think he's going to put up a lot of points. And but the Steelers can put up a lot of points, and that defense might surprise everybody and, and get a turnover uh, that that can um, put up some points. So I'm gonna go Steelers by at least a field goal. Um, I'm gonna tell you something about them Steelers. They're a wild card team. That's what they do. They go on people's turfs and they create upsets. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, they do, and, and you don't really know what to expect from them from time to time. That's the problem with them this year. You don't know what to expect. Are you going to get a juggernaut team, or are you going to get the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, uh, on that note, Dallas Cowboys. This record is atrocious, my guy. The Dallas Cowboys. You know what, though? To defend them, to defend them, oh. they've been in every single game, almost every single game that they've lost. It's just that the record doesn't reflect that, obviously, but they've been in, they've been in those games. So, uh, uh, but anyway, they 0-8. Uh, the, the old I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up an old quote by Bill Parcells. You are who your record says you are. And the, at the end of the day, you're an eight, and, you're an zero and eighteen. So, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a disclosure to all y'all. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I was like almost born that way. But talk to him. Talk to him. He ain't coming out. Of, he ain't coming out of the woodwork. He's coming out of. The, he's coming out of a different era where a lot of you kids listening to this ain't wasn't even born yet. He was on it. I was on it. I'm he bred. Was on it. I'm bred for this. The Emmitt Smiths, the Troy Aikmans, the, the, the Michael the Irvins, Irvin. the Alvin Harpers, the Jay Novacek's, the Daryl Johnstons, the Larry Allens. That I go on and on and on. Charles Haley. Do but, your googles. Do your googles. Do your do your pro football uh, talk, do all that. I definitely um, I, it's a it's a game that I am a little worried about. Just because they're on eight, the Browns doesn't mean that it, it's not a trap game. This is the classic trap game, the classic trap game for us to come in there with our guard down and and, and not take care of business. I don't expect that to happen because this is a new Cowboys team. They handle their business a lot differently. Then uh, they've done that in the past, uh, thanks to Dak Prescott, thanks to the play from Ezekiel Elliott. There's a lot more um, consistency in how the offense moves, and there's a lot more confidence in how the defense uh, gets the gets the job done. So I'm gonna pick Dallas. I'm gonna pick Dallas 27-17. I'm giving the Cowboys that man because the Cowboys they're on a tear. The thing is, I'm not a Cowboys hater, and I was talking about from work today with a Redskins fan, older gentleman. And he was saying how the Cowboys are going to screw the system up because Jerry Jones is in bed with Tony Romo. And once Tony Romo hits that field, it's going to go downhill. Look, that's the one worry that I have. I have that one worry that Jerry's going to fuck it all up. Mm -hmm. He's going to throw a monkey wrench into this nice oiled machine. He's going to throw him up. He can't help himself. That's my one concern with this team. That's my one concern. I know the defense is a little shaky. We're having a little issue with rushing the passer. I get all that. But my number one concern is Jerry Jones screwing up a good thing. And that's my concern. So that guy, he's right to, to, to bring it up. 
What's his fascination with Tony Romo? Is it because Tony Romo's dating his daughter or granddaughter? What, what's that really? <laughs> I mean, he's fascinated with Tony Romo because of the past. He's thinking about what he's done in the past, how he's carried that team, how he's put asses in those seats. You got to remember, Jerry is a promoter. All he cares about is putting asses in seats. He, he cares about the show. He's the circus leader himself. Spending all that money on that new stadium. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And that stadium needs to have those seats filled. Definitely. And Tony Romo, one thing that you can say about Tony Romo, he was great at being at watching. You was great to watch Tony Romo because you didn't know what the hell you was going to get. You was never. That's one thing about the Dallas Cowboys. People like to talk their crap about them. But I tell you what, you never, never bored watching those games. Never bored. Win, lose, or draw, you're going to be entertained watching a Cowboys game all the time. All the time. And Jerry feeds off of that. And Tony, you, you guys are America's favorite team, huh? I believe that. The only reason why I believe they're America's team still is because they're still so relevant. Negative, you, you either really love the Cowboys or you really hate them. And that's why we're always talked about, always in the discussion. Even when we lose and people talking about the Cowboys. That's America's team. I'm sorry. Like, whether it's negative or positive, and you still get the same type of uh, press, that's, that's, that's relevant. Like, you, you can't deny that. But back to Jerry real quick, that's my one concern. I, I'm, I'm very concerned that he'll screw this whole thing up. But, again, I'm going to go back to my, my prediction. I think that will carry uh, – we should win comfortably. I got 27-17. What do you have? I'm going to go with a 32-19. 32-19. Yeah, I, I, okay, that's about right. So it's about we're both around a 10-point uh, mark. You think that Cowboys going to put up a lot of points. So uh, Yeah, they're going to they're gonna score, man. That Dak, man. It, it, they're just so, the Dak attack. Oh, man, they just fall so well together. Yeah, man. the dude's it's legit. Amazing. It's just amazing to see the quick turnaround. You know, we got the guys in our group. I'm going to shout out one of his names. I ain't going to mention his whole name. Juan, you know what I'm talking about. That's right. You know, my, my man be up there representing. Dude's been getting on him. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He, he Cowboys fan. He, okay. he been. He, I've seen him over the years in the, in the group, and I, and I just recognize real. He do been on his wave, and he's been representing even during the loss. He speaks up. He gives his facts about how they're going to come back. Which That's good. Do. That's good. And now he's representing. True he's fan. Heels up. He got his cowboy gear on. He's like. Man, man. True fan. Man. Like, he's starting the videos, man. Don't crack me up, man. True fan. Oh, you got to send me those. You got to send me. You got to send me those. You got to send me those, too. But, yeah, all right. So, you you, you got the 32-19 Cowboys. I'm going to uh, go real quick through some of these because they're not that important. You got the Jets, Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I, I just have no more faith in the Jets. I'm done with the Jets. Um, I think that'll be a, an interesting game. Uh There'll be some turnovers in that game, but I think the Jets will win. I think the Dolphins, excuse me, will win by a field goal. Um, yeah, it's in Miami, so I, I'm just going to get an edge, edge to the uh, Dolphins. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Dolphins have been praying pretty good. Um, I don't have no faith in the Jets. And actually, I have a friend who I went to school with years ago. He's a big Jets fan, and um, yeah, shout out to the Dolphins. Do yeah. Thing. yeah, I'm done with the Jets. Uh, next game, I got Jaguars-Chiefs. Uh, this game is going to be at Arrowhead and Kansas City, so that should be the Chiefs. That's Chiefs early. Yeah, I got Chiefs. I got Chiefs too. Um, I think Nick Foles might play. Twenty-four to seven. Twenty-four to seven. Wow. I got uh. I, I yeah. You know what? Jaguars' offense has been very disappointing. 
I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna go 24 10. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, Nick Foles can throw the ball down the field, so that offense is going to look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go um, um, Chiefs definitely in that one. So uh, yeah, so we now now I'm going to go to Eagles Giants. Eagles. Um, the Eagles surprised me this year, man. They really had some upsets this year. They beat the they beat the the Steelers and they beat the uh, was it the Packers? Who? Yeah, they beat the they beat um. They beat the they beat the Steelers, it? blew the Steelers out, and yeah. they be, and they beat Minnesota. Right, right. Sorry, Minnesota. But they were Minnesota. both at, but they both were at home. Okay, but still, I mean, they still had to go out and play. People didn't expect that the Eagles would be able to go out and have that outreaching effect on them and, and take over them. And they even blow out the Steelers, which is like I said in previous conversation. Yeah, but the they, Steelers are Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know what Jekyll, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know if they're Jekyll or Hyde one week. So you know that's why I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs. Everybody think they're going to go far, but they haven't been consistent enough. Those Eagles, man, and when they beat them Steelers on the 25th Look, of uh, the AFC. This is the AFC: the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos and everybody else. That's just how I look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you. So you you got Eagles. You got Eagles or Giants? I'm going with the Eagles, man. Okay, Eagles, Eagles. That's an important game now. I think they both um I think they're floating around the same record if I'm not mistaken. No, Eagles have a little better record. Um but yeah, that's an important division game for the Giants. I don't I just don't trust. I feel like the Giants look, I I feel the same way about the Giants as how I feel about um the the Jets. I just don't trust them anymore. I'm done with them. And, and I think the Eagles are just a better team on paper. They're just more consistent. So I expect the Eagles to get a big uh, win after the, uh, such a uh, devastating loss against the Cowboys. Because, so, again, they played pretty good against the Cowboys last week. They yeah, did. Man. You know, the defense looked great. Bill, uh, Bill uh, Schwartz had an excellent game plan um, uh, and that he enacted. And, and I, I respect him as a D coordinator, and I think he's going to get after Eli Manning's ass. And Eli will do what he always does, turn the ball over. Mr. Eli, huh? What you scoring that game? Um, I score. Ah, you know what? Ah, I think that I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It's going to be a most. I'm going to. You think so? I, I think. Yeah, you know what? Because the Giants' offense hasn't been great at all. They they're having a very difficult time scoring. Um, but I'm gonna give them 20 points. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I think, but I think that Philly's gonna put up points. So I'm gonna give Philly. Um, I'm gonna go 26-20. Philadelphia. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be some point score. I think, I think Philly will put up some points. I mean, hell, they put up. Uh, yeah, they put up about 26 points or so on us. So um, I think they'll put up those points. I don't think they'll have a hard time doing that. I was going with like a 17. And again, again, and again, we don't know. I'm not saying that's the offense. Philly could get a timely turnover because I, I know Eli Manning's going to turn the ball over. That's what he does. <laughs> that's what Eli does. The mo- one of the most overrated, quote, unquote, superstar in, uh, championship quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Extremely overrated. And you found a pocket and found a lane. That's for sure. So I, I expect them to lose. Uh, what's what's your? Oh, you gave the score already, right? Seventeen fourteen Eagles. Seventeen fourteen Eagles. All right. Uh, so we got Panthers at, at uh, Saint. Uh, I almost said Saint Louis at L.A. 
uh, with the Rams. Panthers are coming off of a win. Um, Cam Newton was looking pretty happy out there, and he was looking pretty happy in his clothing attire at the podium on the press game conference. Um, if you know what I mean, with all that pink on. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, sneakers he had on though. He sneakers like sneakers that he said he was wearing those uh, breadstick Olive Garden breadstick before he got put into the oven. <laughs> you talking about uh, them them damn Marshmallow Man sneakers he had on? Ooh, that's the new generation for you, man. But yeah, I'm gonna give this game. It's kind of tough, man, because I, I'm still going off of the Panthers of their 15 on one record last year. But this is a different team. This yeah, it's a different team. But I expect them to beat the Rams. I just don't trust the Rams. I'm done with. That's another team I'm done with. I'm done yeah, with the Rams. I'm done with the Rams too. I want to see Cam Newton go ham. I, I want to see him pull like a 27 to like a to like a 10. I want to see him go. Ham. I mean, isn't he? Isn't he due? He's got to be due at this point for one of those types of games. It's been so long. Like he's got to be due, especially after all the controversy with you know. The officials and high, you know, and and the late hits. He's got to come out like gangbusters today. He's got. I mean, to, uh, he. I mean, this weekend he has to. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Panthers as well. Um, I, I, I'll give it about 24-13. Um, so we got Saints 49ers. Same point spread. Yep. Saints 49ers. This is in uh, San Francisco. King Cat, huh? Yeah. King Cat. Isn't he due for one too? He's due for one, man. I, I, I'm i going 49ers in this one. I kind of want to do the 49ers too, man. It's, it's not going to be an easy game. I got 21-17. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a slight edge because the Saints, uh, someone, what's the name out there is looking pretty good, the quarterback over there, Mr. Drew Brees. Drew Brees, he's, he's off on the road. He's always been off on the road, and I don't expect anything differently. He's just, I don't know why, for whatever reason, Drew Brees on the road outside of that dome that Thunderdome in in, in 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 New Orleans is just average. I don't know why, but it's always been that way, and I don't expect any different in San Francisco this Sunday. That's why I got 21-17, King Cap in a close game. This will be his first victory return, returning back as a starting quarterback. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see it, man. I got to. You know, these King Cap jerseys have been selling like hotcakes, man. And I know shout out to the group that we in on Facebook. Them dudes have been really promoting. Yeah, good. You know, that's good. I mean, they've been, like they, yeah, like you said, they've been selling like hotcakes, man. I mean, he moving moving turkeys or pies through the hood like Nino Brown. He sure is. They trying to, to low-key get rid of him, but how can you get rid of him? He's generating so much. So income. much revenue. So much revenue. So much revenue. And, even with and the he's better than what you have. I mean, Blaine, Blaine Gabbard? Really? Chip? Chip, really? Chip Kelly's a fucking joke. I mean, I don't want to get to him. I'm not going to get off the rails with that. I'm going to jump into the next game. Uh, yes. Titans Chargers. Uh, this is you know in. This is to the Chargers. I think the Chargers they want a little bit of revenge because we beat them over Sunday. Like and, a, Sunday. and it's in San Diego. They looked at you know, and it's in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And they have they don't have a they don't have a problem putting up points, man. That's one thing that uh, Philip Rivers loves to do. He loves to sling that ball around. I have to. Um, and and uh, now no, I know the Titans um, will definitely run the ball. They've been. An incredible running the ball. DeMarco Murray has, man, nobody's talking about him. I've been paying attention. DeMarco Murray has been a beast this year. Look at the numbers. The guy's been a beast. I think he's like second in the league in rushing. Second or third, I can't remember. But 
because uh, Zeke just uh, did his thing this weekend. So he might be second, I believe. He's been beasting all year. But I expect Phillip Rivers to light it up. I expect Melvin Gordon, uh, the running back for them as well, to get his. And, yeah, I expect uh, the score. They'll, they'll score high because they always do. I expect about, uh, uh, I'll say 27. 27. Let's just uh, give uh, the Titans uh, 19 points. 27-19. Okay. I can roll with that. I actually agree with that. Yeah, I say it should be a relatively comfortable game for the Chargers. All right, so we got Colts-Packers. This is in Green Bay. Andrew Luck just dropped a game last week. Uh, I'm giving it to Green Bay. Yeah, it's, I, it should be a shootout. It's going to be a lot of passing attempts. Aaron Rodgers to pass for more than 40, should have more than 40 attempts. I expect uh, Andrew Luck to have more than 40 attempts as well. They're going to be slinging the ball all over the place. And no one's going to be able to stop anyone. So, so if it's a, it, fantasy owners, you're going to love this game. I got T.Y. Hilton on my fantasy team. I expect them to have a huge game. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to go Colts. I'm going to go mm-hmm. upset. Colts, 24-17. Look at this Packers record because they've been losing lately. That's for sure. I mean, they for dropped sure. one in Dallas. And they didn't they lose against the uh the Falcons last week? Uh yep. And they had that game too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They had that game. And but Aaron Rodgers couldn't record. convert uh, a fourth down. He had four attempts to do that. Mm-hmm. It was like I mean, he had like three or four yards he had to get. I mean, you got Ty Montgomery, he's he's playing now on Sunday. Yeah, so he, he he missed last game. That's gonna be huge for them, so I, I can't mm-hmm. deny that. But I'm gonna go Colts. I'm gonna go Colts. I'm gonna go Colts in a sneaky, uh, in a sneaky game right there. I'm gonna go Colts. Actually, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me modify that. Uh, I'm gonna go 23-21 Colts. Oh, okay. You're it's gonna be close. close. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Andrew Luck could get them in position for a field goal. And I mean, Adam Vinatieri is money. So uh, Adam Vinatieri in position for a field goal. He he he. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time ices it. So I'm gonna I keep that score, but I'm going to flip the teams around. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, I'm going to go uh, in the next game, Broncos at Oakland. This is the Sunday, uh, this is the Sunday night game. Now, listen, let me tell the you Raiders. I'm from Connecticut originally, but I've been following these Broncos since about 97, okay? Yep. And the thing about it is I've seen the Elway, the Terrell Davises. I've seen that era. And I've also seen the error where we just kind of disappeared for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No, you you, you talk about you talking about, about the you talk about, so you was there during the Jake Plummer era. Yes, man. Jake Plummer, Jake Cutler. Seen uh, it, man. I've yeah, been there. yeah. So, so now it's like we here, and nobody, and it's, and it's shameful how they just kind of glaze over this Super Bowl 50, like the Super Bowl 50 wasn't a big deal. This is the midpoint of the century type of game here, okay? You have Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Nobody talked. If the Patriots is in one that fit Super Bowl 50, oh, we'll never hear it. We'll never hear it. Never yep. stop hearing it, ever. Yep. yep. Broncos won it. Okay, what's what's next? Yep. It's like, damn, you don't get, we don't get no love. I think. Right? But let me digress from that. I want to go back to what we're talking about for this game. Now, the Broncos, I honestly think we're going to give up four games this season. We're going to go out with a 12-4 and four record. But I don't think we're giving up a third loss in this game. I think we're going to take that game. 
I, you know what? That'll be huge. This is a huge game for Oakland. This is a game that's going to show, should show people, should, keyword should, that they're legit. They, they, this is them being on the cusp of trying to do something great, like take the division from the Broncos, the defending champions. However, I don't see it. I think I don't see it happening, man. They, they're just too undisciplined, man. They mm-hmm. create way too many penalties. The penalties is going to shoot them in the, in, in the goddamn foot. And the Broncos, in my opinion, still has the best defense in the league. I don't care what the statistics say. They still have the best defense in the league. Let these dudes know. Pay homage. Nobody was talking about no Vikings defense because people were saying, oh, the Vikings defense, they're off. They're off. Their defense is better than the Broncos. Well, hold on. We was laying the groundwork, bro, for for Vikings because they weren't even in the talks of defense. I was never one of those guys. I always, always, always paid homage to the Broncos. The Broncos still still put some respect on their name. The Broncos are still the best defensive team in the league. I tell Patriots fans this all the time. They don't like it, but it's the truth, and they know deep down inside in their hearts. If the Broncos get home field advantage, wrap it up, put a bow on it, and ship it off. Oh, they got to come see us on, uh, the, the, I think, the 18th, January, or excuse me, December 18th. In Mile High, the Patriots have to come see us. And the and Patriots, and I'm telling you right now, the Patriots will have taken L. Definitely, because Brady struggles in that altitude. It's the only stadium that he, for whatever reason, just can't get it right. He's he's he he, he he's excellent everywhere else, but when it comes to Mile High Stadium, he can't get right. So, hey, so yeah. But the, back to the game, I picked the Broncos. I mean, I, I expect them to win against the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders will put up that many points. I think they will get after Derek Carr. Um, um, Trevor Simeon will do well. He won't turn it over as much, or, or, or he will stay out of those situations. It'll be close, though. I have it at 23-20. Mm. See, I'm going to put it like a 21-13. 21-13? That's still that's, – that's, that's, that's definitely – yeah, so you, that's definitely defense. So you got one touchdown for these guys and like three field goals. It's going to come down to the defense, man. Yeah, yeah. So defense, like yeah. This is, a, this is a division game. This is this is important. This is for the division lead. This is this, this is for the division the, lead. This for the Trump division lead. Going to feel a little bit of that pressure, um, and the defense is going to have to step up and try to make him feel comfortable when he makes mistakes. I mean, it's just going to have to come down to that. He's inexperienced. He's 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 good in the sense where he doesn't really have too too much pressure on him, and when he's just kind of in a in a in a good transitional period of just making passes. But when the when the Raiders come in there with that defense. You know, I believe we're there at home, right? Yes, the Raiders are at Oakland. So you got a home game at the Raiders. The Raiders are hungry. They have more to lose than the Broncos. They're coming out, and they're going to be coming at his ass. I don't think Trevor's ready for that. I don't think he has experience for that. So when he drops the ball, we got to pick it up on the defense, man. I agree. And um, last game is uh, Buffalo at, I believe it's uh, Seattle against Buffalo. And this is uh, this is in Seattle. Oh, this is the Monday night game. I'm giving that to Seattle. Right? I'm giving it to Seattle. I, I, I'm done with Buffalo. I, I was done with Buffalo at the start of the year. I know they went on a winning streak and all this stuff, but I was done with Buffalo. I'm done with the AFC East. I'm done. That's a joke division. It's a joke. And Patriots fans, you don't want to hear this, but a, the, the real big contributor to your success is being in a, a 
dumpster fire of a division <laughs> for a decade. For a decade plus, it's a dumpster fire. You can say all you want about the NFC East, but I tell you what, it's a lot of parody in the NFC East because there's a lot of te- – you don't know who's going to win a division from year to year. Yeah. In AFC, you could pencil in the Patriots because that division is a joke. Mm-hmm. And they know it, and deep down inside, they know it. They don't want to admit it. But a lot of people that aren't New Englanders and, and, and people who wear that that Patriots cap on the top of their heads know it. Like what I'm saying, the, what is the irony of that? They have inflated success, but they are known for deflate gate. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy irony. Crazy irony. But yeah, I got Seattle winning that game. Uh, I think that they should win relatively comfortable. I got 24-13. I can't disagree with any of that. Honestly, I didn't put any numbers on that game. I just know the Seahawks are out to win that game. So Yeah, they're going to win that game because, uh, you know, they, they're they trying to stay in the top echelon as far as the NFC is concerned. Those top three, four teams. Yeah. You, got, you got the Cowboys in there. You got, um, you got Atlanta in there still because of their win. And you got, you know, uh, the, 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 the Vikings. And, you know, so... Seattle has to stay in that top four echelon, and this is an important game. They'll put it to bed. I don't trust Rex Ryan. I don't trust uh, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> They'll get after Tyrod. He'll probably turn over or something like that, and I think that uh, this, those guys in Seattle should relatively win comfortably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, we agree. So that that's the week nine wrap-ups. I know we took a little long on this podcast. We usually do – Less than an hour. This is the longest podcast we've ever done. Uh, and, uh, hey, it's cool. We got a lot of things done on this one. We got a lot of uh, viewpoints out there for you guys. But, um, yeah, I, I, anything you want to say to the, to the folks out there, Domineer? I want to say, you know, I'm glad that my cousin over here invited me onto this show because you guys, he really put the battery in my back. I'm listening to how well he conducts himself on this podcast. And um, you're gonna be hearing from me soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's gonna be. He he'll probably end up being a regular guest. So you guys will hear a lot from Domineer. We'll talk about a, a lot of different topics: music, politics, sports. I mean, the whole palette. So uh, get used to hearing from him as well. Uh, that's all we have this week, folks. This is uh, the episode nine coming to a close. Um, you know, keep it real, man. We'll see you next time. Hope everything stay good. Vote. Make remember yes, to vote. vote. Young remember people, to... your vote counts. You get out there and vote. If you don't vote for neither one or Hillary or Trump, that doesn't mean you do not vote. There's still an independent candidate, and things can still swing in the direction of where it needs to be. And that's from insanity. We need sanity. That's what we need. Sanity. Keyword of this episode is sanity. sanity. Vote for sanity. Facts. So that's all we got. We're signing off. Hey, remember, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash the trendaholic, the voice junkie podcast uh, parent uh, company. So go there again. I'll say it again. Patreon.com slash the trendaholic. Donate a dollar an episode. Keep this keep this whole, you know, thing flowing. Uh you know, with your support, the show can get a lot better. The production can get a lot better. The guests can get a lot better. I mean, sky's the limit. So make sure you do that. Patreon.com slash the trendaholic. You'll see support, it. 
Support black businesses, man. Support black businesses. Support independent media. With that said, we out. Peace. Peace.